you must have two lists, right? You, you have your, your plan, your kind of intention for the day. And then we know that we can be um, flexible and ready to act when the, that opportunity comes up, right? When, when the client signs and you're ready to work and you get that feedback and you're ready to roll, that list provides the guardrails and your to-do list should be, I always say like three to five items. We want to keep it super actionable. We want to keep it manageable for the day. Welcome to the Business Ownership Podcast, brought to you by Awareness Strategies, helping you navigate the waters between entrepreneurship and ownership. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelak, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I'm here with my most amazing guest, Chelsea. Chelsea, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. I'm excited. Awesome. So give us a quick overview of, well, one, who who you are, and two, your business. What do you do? Sure. So my name is Chelsea Neumeyer, and I'm a productivity and time management coach for entrepreneurs. And so what I what that means is that I help people who are just getting started, really figure out how to execute and all the amazing strategies and things that they're learning, how to build schedules that work for them and overcome procrastination and overcome all those kind of bad habits and distractions that we've put into our day-to-day life and actually get to work and reach their goals. Um, and put distractions into our day. <laughs> <laughs> like intentionally. This, exactly. All, all right. those things that we, yes, we, we know we need to you know, turn our phone off, close our inbox, but how does that actually happen? Because that's easy to say, it's much harder to do. (laughs) (laughs) Right. We'll delve into all of that, but let's back up the bus a little bit. How did you get into organization uh, as a thing? Sure. So I have always been that like, like kind of organized nerd, right? I've always been someone who loved planning. And I was that kid who like loved the scratchy planner that you got in middle school. Right. And Christmas gifts were post-it notes and hundred percent. Yes. I was actually bragging about one of my favorite like Christmas gifts the other day was like a new, like this really nice desk that I could sit at and do my homework. Um, so yeah, I was totally like that type A kid. And then I got my undergraduate degree in biomedical engineering. So we're at engineering Biomedical school. engineering. Yeah, wow. You, you flung yeah. over that. Like it was nothing. Like, wow. I, well, cause, cause I'm, it's, it was just such an important and critical part of my life, but it was so hard and everybody there was so smart at the school that everybody just had to be good at managing your time. You just had to. And I was, you know, not only doing my classes and I had two minors and was running all the clubs, but, you know, I also was like trying to have a social life, but like everybody was doing it. So it felt normal to me. And it wasn't really until I started working uh, in a normal job, which, you know, I took a a nice sharp right turn and worked in uh, nonprofit and development for the last decade. So, you know, that engineering degree was <laughs> worth every penny. Um, but it really wasn't really started working with others that I realized how like this stuff is just isn't taught. It's not instinctual. It's not something that everybody is just inherently good at. And I was always that kind of go-to person in the office to say like, I can't figure out how this Excel sheet works or I'd watch someone, I'd look over their shoulder and they'd have like 15,000 unread emails. You know, it's just like, or we'd sit through a meeting and I'd be the one kind of like project managing out something that we had to get done as a team. And that's just what I just loved to do it. Like it was just, it came so naturally to me. It was something I enjoyed. It was so fun. And that's, so that's kind of like the backstory, really. It was kind of, I've always been this nerd, this, this person, and I love to continue learning about it. But the advice out there right now is 
not necessarily designed for kind of the average worker or the entrepreneur. It's really designed for like high level executives and it, that doesn't always translate down. And that's people with was, assistance. <laughs> people with assistance. I read one book and yeah, he was like some high level executive at some company. I'm sure he ghost wrote the book. I doubt he even wrote it, but he suggested like having a couch in his office so he could take a nap. And I was like, that's love great that idea. for you. I love that idea. <laughs> like, can you call my boss and tell her I need a couch in my office? Like, seriously? <laughs> It was so annoying. Not a bad um, idea. Not a, no, <laughs> great idea. But like, yeah, but like but the application was so impractical. He talked about like multitasking and that was kind of the last straw for me. I was like, no, there's, there's no. a gap here. <laughs> Something's missing about like the learning the skills to be flexible because we have lives, we have families, we have kids, we have pets, like stuff comes up and we're not going to be able to live this like beautifully structured thing that we've created every day. Well, I, and I had to laugh one time when we were, uh, when we were doing personal development training and one guy goes, okay, I have set aside this one morning to go, I'm going to do everything. Every professional has ever told me I should do in order to have the perfect morning. And I went, oh dear God. So you were done by midnight. (laughs) And he goes, how did you know? (laughs) Like, well, because your hairdresser has a vested interest in your hair. Your dentist has a vested interest in your teeth. Your, your, you know, everybody has a vested interest in how this is going to pan out. And it just becomes really impractical at some point. <laughs> it's like 100%. you have to start prioritizing the things and yet, you know, have the things that aren't necessarily priority to have their place at some point <laughs> in the cogs of the wheel. And it almost becomes the difference to me between having this cranky old rusty bucket of a thing that might churn out some corn somewhere to figuring out how to have a Rolex. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, it's like you have to start with the same rusty metal pieces and figure out how to end up with a Rolex. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's the thing too, I feel so many people want to just, you know, they Google the best morning routine and <laughs> just do that. And it's it's so different for everybody. And that's what I love kind of getting into like, what makes sense for you, right? Like, are you even a morning person? Like it doesn't right? even make sense to do your quote unquote morning routine when you first wake up. So that's, and most people are just, again, want to, want to hack it in some way, shape or form, <laughs> figure out the perfect hack, the magic bullet. Well, yes, because the, the thing in the eighties was always, you know, start your day, get professional, you know, you shower, you change, you, you get all dressed up into your suit and tie thing. And then it was almost like you go to work and then you go work out. And it's like, dude, okay, I just spent an hour <laughs> getting ready. I'm not going to go to the office, spend another hour getting ready after I work out. Because, you know, guys can shower and change in five seconds flat. And it's not so much for me. And, you know, if I did the treadmill at eight in the morning, I would have like tire tracks on my face. <laughs> it's just not working for me. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> So let's talk about your systems and kind of the way you work with people in order to help them how to get into their jive, because obviously, and, and I was, we were talking to, uh, had an interesting um, speech yesterday, a uh, guy from Google was talking about the trends for 2023. So you know, by the time you're listening, this might be 2025, but that's okay. The trend <laughs> right now is changing from a general kind of how do you wake up into kind of what's the best practice for me based on me, which is Mm -hmm. kind of interesting. And it also means that we have to start getting in touch with who we are. So I think that's a very timely conversation that we're having particularly right now. So love it. What's it look like? 
So I think for, for me, when I'm working with someone, one of the first things we talk about is, are you a morning person or a night person? right? Like we, we talk about your chronotype it's called, which is your natural circadian rhythm. When are you most focused throughout your day? When are you, um, going to hit that slump, right? Where things you need, you know, you're, you're kind of dipping that your energy and that's a little bit different for everybody, but there's ways to maximize it. And I always give the great example of, you know, people who are morning people or, or what I call themselves a morning person, right? you're going to be most focused in the morning. And so we have to figure out when is that time? Is it at 8am or does it hit even earlier? Is it really 6am and you need to kind of get up and work first and then roll into the rest of your day? If that is true, if you are a morning person, then don't have meetings in the morning. You need that. You need to block off and hold that time sacred to get that deep work done and, and work on the projects and move things forward when you are most clear, most focused, most creative, and then try to shuffle your meetings into the afternoon when, you know, your, your deep work's done, right. And you can feel confident and comfortable that you got the things off your to-do list and can roll into those meetings more energized and, and kind of with less things on your plate. I am much more of an afternoon evening person and I'm an extrovert. So I love morning meetings because I'm not going to be the most focused. So I will get all energized by the people that I'm talking with and I get all these great ideas and I get all pumped. I have my lunch and reset. And then the afternoons I try to keep clear for that deep work and that, that more kind of focused project time. But if you don't kind of stop and pause and think about how your rhythm of your day goes, you're probably just letting everybody book stuff on your schedule whenever you're probably showing up every day and then deciding what you're going to do rather than having a plan going into your day. And it's, it's kind of just one of those things that your schedule is kind of happening by accident. So I like to just be encourage people to just be really intentional, just from a high level, be really intentional about how you're blocking the time on your day. Nice. I love that. So I know as well that there's basically two different types of days if you want to put it that way there are the days that get scheduled I know exactly when my meetings are when my interviews are I'm you know I live by my calendar and I can knock it down to the 15 minute mark and then there's other businesses where it's kind of management of the alligators <laughs> who's yelling the the loudest the fastest because and especially I find uh, mortgage brokers tend to be in there because as soon as the client can sign the paper, then everything's got to roll. As soon as the lawyers get the thing done, then everything has to roll. As soon as the bank has, yes. and they're dependent on everybody else's thing and the things have to move fast once somebody else's job is done. So it's like, hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait. So talk to me about the dichotomy of those two lifestyles. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Such a great question because I actually had a client who was a graphic designer and she was in a similar position where, you know, she would deliver her end of the work she was designing and then wait for the client to respond with their feedback. And this one particular client was always late. It was, they were always late on giving their feedback. And what? then exactly, one client? <laughs> I'm talking about one, one particularly nuanced client. And, and so she, and then, and then it was an emergency, right? Like by the time they got it back to her, now it was a crisis. Now it was an emergency. And so we talked for her, it was making sure that you almost have, you almost have two lists, right? You, you have your, your plan, your kind of intention for the day. And then we know that we can be um, flexible and ready to act when the, 
that opportunity comes up, right? When, when the client signs and you're ready to work and you get that feedback and you're ready to roll, that list provides the guardrails and your to-do list should be, I always say like three to five items. We want to keep it super actionable. We want to keep it manageable for the day. You are going to probably accomplish more than those three to five items, but let's set ourselves up for success, right? Because what happens is we start with 10 and then four clients sign and now your day is swamped and your list has barely been touched and you end up your day saying like, what did I even get done? Holy crap. Rather than like, let's do three to five. And then when those other things come up, cool, we can roll with it. We can, we can, um, make it work, but really we just want to set those guardrails around our day. We want to make sure that we have kind of, uh, almost an in and out for those moments. So I like to like, even if it's just like a deep breath, like you close your eyes, you sit at your desk and take a deep breath before kind of transition, right? Because where people waste a lot of time is in the transitions back and forth, switching gears. So if you can pause, take a moment, reset yourself, take a couple of deep breaths and, and then move in back into the rest of your day, you're fine that you're going to be more focused during that time, rather than just trying to keep making those kind of hard, right switches. Um, I hope that answers the question. Was a long I love that. Yes, absolutely. Because yeah. I know that with with me particularly, the way my brain works, I'm. It takes me a little bit of time to ramp up into something, and then mm-hmm. when I'm in it, I just want to keep going. So it's. It doesn't matter what it is. Like if it's house cleaning, it's like oh, this cup is driving me nuts. I have to do something with this cup, and then I notice the other thing, and then the other thing, and then before I know it, I'm like spring cleaning. <laughs> like that's just like how I like to roll and the same thing with videos right as soon as I get into video mode I want to do 28 of them I don't want to do one a day because that just kind of drives me crazy but that's just me and I totally get that there's other people but um a great friend of mine Mark McGraw did an exercise once and I think he got it from somebody else was to go to write uh down those of us who think we can multitask to go A, 1, 2, B, 3, C, D, 4, D, and write it out and see how fast you can go in one minute. And then just go 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, do the, do the alphabet and then do the numbers. And like we're miles ahead when we're focused on the thing because we know the thing. And I think that's a, an awesome example of break down this idea that multitasking is a, an effective use of our time, especially when we have uh, client projects that we're working on especially yeah. when they're different. We got to wrap our heads around like what's going on into this whole thing. Um, and I love the ideas of <laughs> for the for the people who get hijacked in their day, how to bring that into kind of a step in a process. Loving this. So why do you, other than all the obvious reasons we've gone over, why do you think most people have issues trying to organize their day? Like, why don't we just innately know who we are and how we like to operate and just go do it? I think a couple of things I want to touch on the multitasking bit a little bit more too, because yeah. I think people think we can multitask way better than we actually can. And I heard this great story about like multitasking when it became a phrase, it was around computers because they would say like, you know, this computer can multitask and the computer actually doesn't multitask. It doesn't do two things at the same time. What they meant by that was it has the same processor or whatever. The two different tasks are just being run back and forth. So it's doing one thing at a time. It's just switching what that one thing is doing back and forth quickly. Again, that is a computer. It is not doing the same thing at one of two things at the same time, nor can our brain do two things at the same time. And I think that's a huge point is because multiprocessors, so they're not doing things faster 
They yeah. are doing things to appear faster so that we don't get as frustrated with the fact that the thing we want worked on isn't happening right now. And in the past with a singular processor, you had to go and have a coffee and wait and come back and, and then your thing was ready. And, and I think that's a hugely important concept for us to understand is that if we understood how multiprocessing works, then we can understand that our dysfunction of impatience, and it is a dysfunction, uh, it hijacks us throughout our own day. And if we allowed ourselves to get rid of that uh, impatience, then we would be much more kind of consistent on how we think about, okay, I got a block of five minutes. What can I do in five minutes and actually get it done? Cause this isn't going to be ready anyway. So just let everything go and go and do something else. Um, so yes, yeah. feel, feel free to <laughs> extrapolate anything you might've got out of that. Cause there's no question. I'm just rambling at this point going, Oh yeah. <laughs> no, it, I, I think it's just a great point. And, and where people struggle with setting up their days is, is when they, again, we see all these articles all the time about all these hacks, right? And it's like everything becomes a hack, right? And I don't, I don't teach. I'll teach you tips and tricks, right? Obviously, if you're doing something, and, and this is, I know this is important in your world too, right? Like, if you're, if something's taking you more than twenty minutes to to do, let's back it up and figure out how we can make it faster. Right? So I'm all about creating those kinds of efficiencies. But at the end of the day, you got to do the work, and you have to like, you know, figure out a schedule that's gonna make sense. Um, there's not going to be a magic bullet. Unfortunately, you, you just have to find ways <laughs> to make the work fun and enjoyable and be in, you know, if, if you really don't like it, how can we find something exciting to reward yourself with at the end or put your favorite music on? Um, but if it's something like, you know, writing an Instagram caption and you're just like, it's just going to take practice to get faster, right? Like all of these things are just the more we focus on it, the less distractions we have, you're, you're just going to find ways to get faster and better at it as you go. I love that. Well, and I find too, that a lot of entrepreneurs are ADD by self-admission, if not diagnosis. Sure. <laughs> so, um, and I find that if they, um, if there's a big project that they have to do and they're just procrastinating on it to create a space for that, whether it's the dining room table or the boardroom table or the receptionist desk, <laughs> taking over somebody else's space, just to be able to go, okay, this is the thing that I'm working on right here. And because this is the space I'm in right now. Um, mm -hmm. And to be able to kind of have that diversity, whereas my brain, I just, I work in browsers. I would drive you crazy. As long as the browser is open, I know there's a task there. I got to go back to it. And I know it's not important because it's in this space in my <laughs> browser tabs. Um, and, and just kind of finding those, those rhythms though, as you mentioned earlier, that just kind of work for you. Might not work for somebody else, might drive them crazy, uh, but it just happens to work for me. Yeah, and that's the thing is productivity is personal, right? So I love talking with other entrepreneurs because it's their day is gonna look so different than mine. It's gonna look so different from any of my clients. And as long as you feel good about what you're accomplishing, as long as at the end of the day, you say, okay, I got X, Y, Z done towards my goal of one, two, three, you're good. I'm just, I'm here to help you put structure around that. I'm here to help find those, again, those tips and tweaks of where like, okay, actually, but if Michelle, if you move that meeting into this afternoon, then you would have this much time blocked and we could do it. X, you know, I'm just here to ask the questions to make sure that you're not doing it on autopilot, right. That you're being thoughtful and intentional about it, but yeah, everybody's so different and unique. And that's, what's 
so fun about it. And there's not, there's not a perfect system. It's, it's perfect for you. <laughs> nice. So give us an example of one of your Cinderella stories of somebody that was chaos and mayhem and what happened. Yeah. So I was working with, um, she's a social media coach and she's, um, was newer in business and was really, and she was, um, she edited podcasts, right? So she had kind of had a couple different things going on and she was just working all the time, like just all, you know, nights, weekends, like she just felt like the work was taking over. And one of the biggest things that we realized is that she was having meetings with clients and handwriting the notes because she preferred pen and paper. And then she was retyping everything into a Google doc. And I, and I just asked this very simple question, why are you doing that? And she said, it's because I thought I had to, everything should be digital, right? Like I wanted, I, I need to have this all digitally. I was like, who said you needed to have it all digitally? She was like, I don't know. It's just what, that's just what we do. I was like, no, if pen and paper works for you, if you like having those notes handy, if you know how to find them quickly and you can and, and, you know, catch up on that client and get them the information that they need, you don't need to have a digital. And it, like, that was the light bulb moment for her of like, that saved her hours in her week of just retyping notes that she was already doing. And, um, and then we came up with a better, all we needed was like to tweak a slightly better system for where she captured the notes. And she did it in binders instead of notebooks so that she could shuffle the order of the papers or, you know, or like make sp appropriate space for client notes. Right. That was it. it the, the solution was going from a notebook to a binder, not retyping all of the notes. So Wow. Yeah. That, well, <laughs> I can't even imagine. I can't imagine, you know, even giving somebody else my notes. Uh, although I did discover the, the books, um, the digital. Yes. Those are, cool. mm -hmm. those are awesome. You just email them to somebody. It's like, Hey, go decipher my notes and <laughs> take what you need. <laughs> Cause I'm not doing this over again. Oh, that's awesome. There, there are so many things, so many ways. And I think it's especially hard going back to our initial notes of when somebody has been a CEO of a big corporation and they had a ton of assistants, they had people that did things for them. They could assign and delegate. They get really good at delegating. And then they go, wow, I don't like the way this company is being run or they get laid off. They get a buyout. They decide to go and own a, a business of some sort. And they're like, all of a sudden the world stops because they have nobody to delegate those things to anymore. <laughs> it's like, mm -hmm. Hey, this is way harder on your own. Than it was when I had, you know, somebody to take away all of these tasks for me. Um, let's talk about them. Cause I think they're a huge part of the economy right now. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things that they can do to start, um, kind of figuring out who they are, how they should be framing their days because they've been so used to X and now they're moving on to A. Yeah. I think one of the hardest parts, especially when you're starting as an entrepreneur is, is one, like you said, you're responsible for everything. You, you're that you're the marketing, you're the hiring, you're, you're the whole thing and everything feels like a priority. Everything feels important. And, and you're going to, as soon as you take a, put a toe into the world of business coaching or how to run a business, you're going to get slammed with all of these new strategies and new things to try and, you know, how to make everything the best that it needs to be. And so I think when it, when you're in that point, I love First of all, I always start to with recommend people doing any kind of brain dump, right? Like if you're starting to feel overwhelmed, like, oh my gosh, what do I even start? 
get it all out of your head, get a piece of paper, spend 10 minutes writing down all of the things that you want to do, have to do, wish you could do, want to do in the future, ideas, everything, get it all out of your head. Because as you're writing it, things are going to naturally stand out. You're going to naturally be really excited about a couple of those things and then lean into that, right? Like, again, we got to figure out what our goals are, but lean into the things that you're naturally excited about because those will be easier and faster to do more, more, more likely. We also want to make sure that, again, as we're reviewing that list, what's going to help you reach your goal. And typically for entrepreneurs, your goal is making money, right? So as much as you love tweaking your website and changing all the <laughs> right. colors on your website, we do have to question, is that actually generating revenue? Is that making you any money? And most likely no. So we do want to make sure that we're choosing the, the tasks and prioritizing the tasks that are revenue generating. So are you following up with leads? Are you, you know, making networking? Um, do you have, are you working in your services or your offerings or your products that you can then sell to others? So it's, it's about that balance. We want to make, again, we want to make sure our days are fun and enjoyable, but every task on your to-do list should also be helping you move one step towards a goal that you have. I love that. And I think you just spoke to the hearts of everybody listening and going, oh, I do that. Oh, that's me. Oh, I just wish I had more time in the day and then I'd get things done. And it's like, no, you're not going to get more time in the day. So you got to figure out how to use those time in the day in order to make it happen. So I know our listeners are going to want more from you. Chelsea, how did they start their journey with you? Sure. So I love being on Instagram and that's Chelsea N Coaching. Um, it's Chelsea with a Y. Uh, and then my website has all of the information of more about me and, and different ways to work with me. And that's ChelseaNewmeyer.com. Awesome. And we will, of course, have all of your links in the show notes. And if you get lost, go to awarenessstrategies.com slash blog and look for Chelsea, look for organizing, look for efficiencies, <laughs> for all those fun words that we've been using today uh, that might make you stumble because we'd love to get a hold of you. And uh, awesome. Chelsea, at this point, I'd love to ask you, at what point in life did you know that you were a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? Uh, when the pandemic hit and I had like an extra 20 minutes of my day, I thought, why not? <laughs> I've always wanted to, to do this. And, uh, it, for a long time, I loved to teach it, but the moment that I realized that I could, I could actually make it a business. I could take this on my own was in June of 2020 when the pandemic oh, happened. Cool. Yep. And I had 20 continue. minutes. I could totally start a business. I could start a business. <laughs> <laughs> this is a moment of do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> that was awesome. Chelsea, you've been awesome. Thank you so much. Any last words for our peeps? No, I thank you so much for having me. And again, I think the overarching message is make sure that your day works for you. And it's not copy pasted from someone else because you're unique and productivity is personal. I love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And I know how valuable it is. Thank you. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedlock. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share with your friends. We love helping entrepreneurs grow. Are you running a business over seven figures but still struggling with technology headaches? Pay attention. You do not want to miss this offer. This podcast episode is brought to you by Awareness Strategies, who is offering a custom-built digital adoption roadmap for anyone running a business over seven figures who's wanting to grow their business in the next five years. 
And it's not just a roadmap, they offer full implementation as well, if that scares the out of you. Check out awarenessstrategies.com forward slash roadmap for more details today. The link's in the show's notes. Don't regret not doing this, do it now. That's awarenessstrategies.com slash roadmap.